0: Contract Properties is a homegrown, family-owned maintenance company located in Nashville. They provide HVAC, electrical, plumbing, painting, and many other services for commercial and residential properties. From build-outs to junk removal, one call does it all. Whether you're a homeowner or a property manager, give Contract Properties a call today for a free estimate. 615-356-0755. That's 615-356-0755. Or visit contractproperties.net. Do I have everybody's attention now? Now it's time for Jason Martin and Vol for Life Ramon Foster.
1: Powered by all four seasons garage doors.
0: Together, they are J Mart and Ramon on 1045 The Zone.
2: of offense. All the news about your football team mm. ain't been good news. All the news about your football team ain't been good news.
3: This really pisses me off. Mm. Put all that in the box mm-hmm. and send it my way, okay? There you go. And also all the ball calls last night. All the ball
2: calls at Pruitt. <laughs> A little contentious there. Why don't you go back there to Alabama? Ow. Alabama.
3: That one guy, I was like, oh man, I'm glad somebody called in afterwards and apologized. Though, Vol calls is performance art. Yeah, it's something oh else. My you hear it every week. I'm uh, that was that was embarrassing from a fan
2: base, man. J. Martin Ramon on Twitter, picture me polling. Mm-hmm. Will Jeremy Pruitt be dismissed, and how? If you believe the answer is yes, is it yes before the season's over, meaning Derek Mason will champ style? Is it yes after the season? Is it no, you will get more time? Chris in Manchester said we get to you, we will. Chris, what's up?
4: Hey, fellas, good morning. Appreciate what y'all do. Appreciate hey, you. I'm going to feed off that last fella that said it was a dumpster fire a little bit. All my military brothers going to know what I mean by this, but over in Iraq, they got poop barrels. This is a poop barrel fire right here. Ish. So if you really look at this season, we shouldn't even be two and five. We should have one win on the schedule. And that's against Missouri, but I also believe if we played them again, they could nullify that win. So I don't think that this is going to get any better. I think we're worse than where we were with Butch Jones. Butch Jones was able to beat a few of these teams, and we just got demolished by Kentucky. We got uh, run by Alabama, like we always do. We got uh, Arkansas. We got run by Auburn. We got run by. Arkansas in the whole second half on their big run at the end, I mean, we don't have anything to stand on as a positive for this year at all. And it's not all on JG like everybody says, even though I don't think he's a good quarterback. Our defense is worse somehow. Our five-star offensive line is worse somehow. And the only bright spot I will take back where I said a while ago, we do have a bright spot, and his name is Eric Gray. But he cannot carry this team for the next two or three years. So that's all I got to say, fellas. I think it's time for proof to go, even though I don't think the University of Tennessee has the testicular fortitude to do so. Have a good day.
2: No grapefruits. Cousin Chris coming strong, Moan. Your thoughts?
3: My thoughts is this. The Bush comparison to me is always thrown out because of why. Joshua Dobbs. Period. I think the appreciation of him goes through the roof now. I think Butch is forever indebted to Joshua Dobbs because of how Josh played. And they're the same criticism that JG has gotten. It's the same a little bit that, that Josh did until you realize that Josh was a damn good quarterback and saved Butch's job. The moment Josh leaves, look what's happen- look what happens. You get another Butch quarterback in there right now that's not Josh Dobbs-like. The appreciation for him, I said time and time again, your organization goes as your quarterback goes. The defense can carry you a long way. The wide receiver can be dynamic, but if somebody can't throw to him, if the quarterback can't keep the offense on the field to, 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 to continue the offensive plays down the field to help the defense out, which is another thing, when we can't move the ball, I agree. JG isn't the entire problem at all, and I don't want to point the finger at him like that all the time whatsoever I think the coaches that 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 coach him and I think there'll be changes there uh Jeremy Pruitt will not I don't think be dismissed this year I'll come back and take this back if he is but hearing former last night talking to some people that's around the organization I doubt that happened guys so sit back buckle up if you, if you like roller coasters guess what continue to go on your thrill with me because that's where I am too
2: I don't know if I want to go on a thrill with you Jonathan in the borough <laughs> joining us next on Jay Martin Ramon Jonathan go right ahead Hey, bud. Yeah, uh, big man
0: kind of stole my thunder. I just wanted to speak. uh, Butch Jones, like I said, he had Josh Dobbs. Bottom line, he won a lot of games for Butch Jones, and we just haven't had it. And uh, like I said, I've been a ball fan of my whole life, and I'm not going to jump off the ship now. Let's ride it out. We'll be back sooner or later. But uh, anyway, that was all I had to say.
2: Appreciate that. I mean, the thing about Dobbs was Dobbs made plays when they otherwise weren't there. Yep. He extended plays in a way that reminded me a little bit of watching Russell Wilson at NC State. Not in terms of a passer. No, I mean, Russell Wilson's an elite passer. Yeah. I'm just saying in terms of keeping things alive. Yeah. Uh, also around Josh Dobbs, there were leaders. Yep. Derek Barnett was a leader. There were guys that you could just follow into battle. And that, mm-hmm. I felt like, was what was true towards the end of last season when those five seniors in particular stepped up. Yeah. Warrior started playing out of his mind. Yes. Uh I think Fred White, who came on Tennessee Tailgate Show last year, said, hey, I, I called him up. And we had a conversation. And since then, Nigel's been a little bit of a different player. Mm-hmm. Jawan Jennings. Juwan. And Marquez Calloway. Yeah. And Taylor. I mean, just – and obviously, uh Batuli. Those five guys – you don't have that this no. year. Nowhere to be found this, from anybody. And I love Trey. Trey only so much he can
3: do. JG's a guy that he's not leading by his place, so guys won't listen to him as much. Cade is a new guy who's come in. As far as leadership, yeah, they respect you, but you're not from here just yet. Like as far as the the camp life and just being around the guys, like there's a lot of missing components. Um, to no excuse other than it's just
2: bad right now. Can't have a breakfast. Can't have a family breakfast without a frying pan. Frying pan, go right ahead.
0: Hey, guys. Uh, you know, Tennessee football, it's like the ugly date at the prom. Nobody wants to Nobody wants to take the ugly date. You know, back in the 90s and even the early 2000s, you know, you insert a hot model. That's what Tennessee football was. Nobody wants this job. Now, I've said for a while, really it was kind of the telling time last year when Tennessee got beat by Georgia State. I was like Pruitt's not the guy. Then they lost to BYU. Then they rolled off, you know, the eight wins starting from I guess it was Mississippi State, and then they had the two wins this year. So you know, I was like, okay, you know, Pruitt did a really good coaching job, but like you y'all just said, he had some dogs on his team last year. You got to have a dog. or are a couple dogs on your team. He had the Juwan Jennings. He had the Daniel Petui. There's no dogs on their team. Also. Now, Ramon, let me ask you a question. You I played understand. football for a long time. When you played for former, who got to pick the captains? Was
3: it the players or was it the coaches? It was the coaches, but it was also the players that, that designated themselves as far as being, okay, a leader type, weight room, classroom, field. All those things had to come into play. as far. It wasn't just like a, you deserve it. Like, nah, you got to earn this type of uh, leadership.
0: Right. Well, they say the, the, the coaches picked the captains. But in any case, you know, you look at all the numbers. Pruitt's breaking all the wrong records. The worst loss at home against Kentucky since 1935. The worst loss in the, the series or something back to 1893. Getting beat by 27 when he lost to Kentucky. I just shut it off. I'm a diehard Tennessee fan. I bleed orange. Yeah. People can call me a fairweather fan. But
3: I'm done with it, man. But, but no, no, no. no. I don't. I don't think you can be that way, frying pan. Let me ask you this too. You said in the '90s, U.T. was a supermodel, and then you come to the 2000s, yeah. 2010s, it, it became the the, the, the girl right you didn't one, want. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't want uh-huh. to take her to the prom. Riddle me this. In, in the terms of a fan base, in the terms of the program just as a whole, the whole thing that went down with Greg Schiano and everything with that hire, with that hiring and firing with, with, with everybody basically lighting a torch and throwing it at Nealand Stadium. Would you want to be a coach that come in and, and have to deal with this also, which is what Pruitt is dealing with too? No, but I mean, See, a, the, I mean, you're
0: right. Pruitt is yeah. a set of gothic, but. We can't blame the fans. No, no, no. But, but you.
3: But it's the same thing over. It's it's like a repeat process, though. With with believing in disbelief, like really fast. We got to go to a break with a real big. But I I think we got to be realistic on on like the the pressure that appreciate coming you, in under this. Yeah, appreciate the frying pan. But it's just we don't help ourselves. This is not an inviting job right now at all. Even for the guy that's sitting in the office at kneeling. I mean, at at at, at, uh, at the practice facility, it's not. So sit back and and chill for a little bit is what I say. If you want the right guy in,
2: give that guy a chance. 615-737-1045 is how you reach the program. We've got Aditi Kinkabuala of the NFL Network. Uh, she is an auntie yes. of the show. Coming up next, she knows the AFC North, so we can talk about whatever that was yesterday on the field. We can talk about Buds at the Titans yeah. perhaps a little bit, but also, of course, the Browns, the Titans' opponent on Sunday. Really good conversation uh, she was awesome last time she was here. Yes, yes. Called me out as well. <laughs> Caused some problems. Called me out. They Called didn't. Schaefer out as well. You'll call anybody out. Aditi's coming up next. Hit us up on Twitter about Jeremy Pruitt right now. That's our poll question. Will he be dismissed? If so, how? At J. Martin and Ramon. A lot of comments flying in into this hour. I promise you we're going to read some of the best of those and take more of your phone calls. But Aditi's coming up in five on 104.5 The Zone.
0: I've never seen a dumpster fire like this.
2: This is a Welcome back. J. Martin Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Put an app behind it. That's where you'll find us on the tweets. Hey, you want to give away some tickets real quick, man? Let's uh, At this point, they're throwing them away. Let's go, though. It is time to give away some balls tickets.
1: hmm
2: Fifth caller, it's six one five seven three seven zone seven three seven zero six six three. Right now, to Jonathan Schaefer. Two tickets to see the Vols take on the Gators this Saturday at Neyland Stadium. UT ticket Thursday. What's crazy. People still going to go. Yeah, but you hope it's not going to be turd Thursday, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, we can't do that. It's throwback Thursday. He's going back to good times. Fifth caller, UT ticket Thursday. Seven three seven zone. Let's go. That is the number. Let's bring in a D. Aditi. Dee-dee. King of Wall of the NFL Network. Uh, a long, long week for you, DD But finally, this game got played, and Week Twelve is actually over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it felt like Week Twelve took a month. It really did. feel it did. Like it took a month. And then, talk about a stinker of a game oh, My garbage. Sister, <sighs> after all that build-up. The game basically matched the. I mean, I feel like the buzz probably died on. I don't know what. Monday, Monday. Is that when we were finally all over it
3: yeah it, 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 it definitely was and I'll say this Aditi: what besides from a dumpster fire what what did you expect though going into it Baltimore missing as men as they were you had of course the still is I think in a mental limbo more than anything about it what did you what did what did you expect the game was going to be
1: you know it's so funny you say that Ramon because I know that you were a part of I think you were a part of both of these games I was on the radio in Baltimore the day before and I said, Look, in Steelers Ravens, you always have to expect that the unexpected could happen, that yeah. things won't follow script. And I brought up on the radio to these two Baltimore, you know, long time sports guys. I said, Remember two thousand twelve when Charlie Batch goes into a nine win Baltimore team and wins? And remember two thousand fifteen when the Steelers were playing for the playoffs and Baltimore had like three wins. And Ryan Mallett beats the Steelers. So, on the one hand, anything is possible. But then yesterday morning, uh, actually, one of a very high-up person in the Steelers organization messaged me and said, what do you think? And I said, it's going to go one of two ways. either the Steelers are going to come out so pissed off, so angry and romp, or the Steelers are going to be completely flat. And I fear it is the latter and i don't know ramon what do you think
3: it was the latter i brought up the ron mallet thing earlier in our segment in our first uh first hour i was like we've been in this situation before the games yeah. just supposed to win and you don't is is no excuse because it was just bad uh jaymar said it well, earlier guess, though
1: you know what like as we and i tweeted this at one point last night as much as we talked about the Ravens being out of their facility and having to work virtually and work out on their own. The Steelers really didn't practice over the course of the previous week either because yeah. they were in limbo. You know, they had a real practice on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, they had their walkthrough and then everything went haywire. And so Mike Tomlin gave the Steelers off on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Wow. They kind of sort of practiced on Sunday. Then they had what they thought was their regular walkthrough on Monday, but then what they had to do it all over again on Tuesday. <laughs> so it's just, you know, it's not like they had really been out there looking sharp and, Rather than looking like a team that was coming off of long rest, it looked like a team that was Tight. playing on a short week or yeah. coming off of short rest. If that makes sense,
3: does okay? They leave that game. Do you still see them as a good eleven and zero team? Or are they lucky to be eleven and
1: Okay, all right. So I asked this exact question both to Ben Roethlisberger and to Joe Hayden yesterday, and Joe Hayden, as you know, spent many years on very, very bad Brown teams. <laughs> And what I said to Joe was, okay, you've actually been a part of bad teams. And now the Steelers, the last few weeks, people are like, yeah, this isn't really that good of a team. What's the difference? How do you know that this is actually a good team? And he was just out of it. He was like, we have all three phases. We have coaches finding ways to win. We're surviving, whatever. I asked something to Ben about, you know, clearly everybody was pissed off yesterday. It didn't feel like a win. Mike Tomlin very openly said, we sucked. And it's really living on the edge a lot right now. There just haven't been that many complete performances. No matter what Joe says, those three phases haven't necessarily all put it together in one game, but two or three times all season. So Ben says, well, I think it speaks to the strength of our team that we're able to win in situations like this. And how many teams can come out of a win saying, well, that doesn't really feel like a win, but they still have the win. And I don't know, Ramon, we talked about this, guys, just a few weeks ago. I will always come back to the fact that I think you need to be able to run the ball, especially late in the year, especially in the playoffs, when you need to bleed the clock, when you need to play keep away, when you have to make sure that the other team's offense doesn't get the ball, whatever it is, you need to be able to run the ball. And the Steelers are not only not leaning into, it, they're showing no desire to run the ball. Mm-hmm. And that's just weird. I mean, you got this is the time of year where you can at least try to experiment or play with some things or figure it out. And it's almost like they're completely giving up on it. I mean, is that naive of me or is that
2: fair? <laughs> no, that's, that, that's, that's absolutely fair. fair. And it, it, it's compounded, I think, Aditi by the problem that, look, Roethlisberger's just not what he was. It's not that he is a disaster, but you can see the difference. You've covered the team long enough. You've been around it long enough to know what good Ben looks like. Average Ben's still good enough to win games that good other quarterbacks sometimes can't. But at the same time, like, what you're saying basically is Tennessee Titans fans should be excited because they're going to the Super Bowl because there's one thing they can do it's run the football
1: I don't know because you're playing the Cleveland Browns and I 'd argue the same thing right there good point. Run on anybody yeah. I don't, you know what, but you're making a very good point right and it's sort of we all need to recognize it, and I, I apologize if I used this line on you before, but I used to cover baseball, and Pedro Martinez is one of my favorite players to be around, and the thing is is that Pedro Martinez's career lasted for a few years after he lost the juice on his fastball, because he learned how to do other things. It's kind of like James Harrison, if we're going to say on football. You know, he lost a certain amount of speed, but he knew how to game, guys. He knew how to go down to Kansas City and go to Eric Fisher into a penalty that wins the game for the Steelers in this crazy playoff yeah. atmosphere so you kind of have to use what you have and yeah like yesterday Ben threw a beautiful ball to James Washington he also threw a terrible ball to Deontay Johnson mm-hmm. he also you know had a wide open Derek Watt and missed him he also you know down in the red zone the, at one point the Steelers had three straight possessions down inside the Ravens nine and they threw the ball eight times yeah. mm. and they didn't score a touchdown any of those three times two field goals one interception but how I don't understand I mean You have a power running offense, or you have a power running back in Benny Snell. You have an offensive line that obviously loves the power running game. You're inside the Ravens eight, and only twice do you actually run the ball? Two out of ten times, like that, just seems a little bit crazy to me.
2: Didn't it also feel like the Ravens were a team that were ripe to get blown out? I know those games are awfully are usually close, but it felt like that team without with the quarterback scenario that they were rolling through with all the guys that they were missing. All you needed to do was break their back early, and this could have been a really really simple day. And the way to do that is just demoralize them.
1: I I have covered this rivalry for I think it's nine years now, eight or nine years now. And literally for the first time since my first season, I had a roster next to me. I mean, I was checking a lineup to say, who are they They called a pen guy from a practice squad?
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Trace McSorley was in there. Trace McSorley connects on a 70-yard pass. Mm. A 70-yard pass connection, pass play to Hollywood Brown. Trace McSorley hadn't practiced since, I think, like November 3rd. He was on the COVID list and gone and hadn't done anything. I mean... Yeah, but, uh, you know, again, everybody's allowed a bad game. You're very, very fortunate that mm-hmm. you come out with a victory anyway. It is very fair to say that this is a mentally very arduous uh, week leading up to it, that there certainly was a bit of a buzzkill in waiting to have it happen. It was an incredibly cold and frigid day, all of those things. And, you know, another thing that Joe Hayden said to me yesterday is winning ugly is still winning. You know, it's not like they lost, so okay, that's there. But I feel that you are very accurate in saying that people look at a one-loss Chiefs team and feel like that's a much scarier outfit than this undefeated Steelers team. And now, it is the belief, it is the team's belief that the Steelers have lost Bud Dupree, and that certainly changes. I mean, it's still an amazingly aggressive defense. It's still an amazingly aggressive defensive front. But it certainly changes things, putting a rookie out there versus right. Bud Dupree and not having that extra body when you have the rookie to kind of roll guys and give them a blow. That changes things as well.
2: Aditi Kinkabuala of the NFL Network joining us here on J. Martin Ramon this morning. As close as you are to the AFC North, I'm just going to make this real simple. Are the Browns a contender or a pretender as they walk in to play the Tennessee Titans on Sunday?
1: I, I, the, I do believe the Browns are a playoff team. I think that Kevin Strabansky a first-year head coach who had – no in-person time with his team until August deserves a massive amount of credit for his steadiness, his consistency. I love, 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 love the way the Browns run the football. Mm -hmm. Nick Chubb is one of my absolute favorite players on the planet. And by the way, I don't mean that as a person to talk to. Like when I say, Ramon, I'll do respect. I always say that Ramon is one of, was one of my all-time favorite players. It yeah, wasn't yeah. necessarily because of how you played Ramon. <laughs> Not that you were. I didn't love Whoa. how steady you were. But you know the dynamic guys you love watching, like a Mike Vick? What? There are personalities you love. And Nick Chubb is a guy that... He's not a personality guy. You know, he's just like a very, very even, steady demeanor. When I say I love him, it's not like I love going up to him and talking to him for hours. But I love his demeanor on the field. I love the way that he plays. I think that he is a very hard guy to... Take down in the ways that we talk about Derrick Henry being such a bruiser, but also having breakaway speed. You can say the same about Chubb. He can put his head down and run up the gut. He can also take the ball outside and outrun everybody. He's unbelievably heady. We saw that a few weeks ago when uh, he was told not to score, and so he's a yard from the end zone, and he falls down just because he was following orders, even though at that point, a score would have still put the game away. Um, and then Kareem Hunt. I mean, who has a backup running back that is at the level of Kareem Hunt? And that offensive line, while we're talking offensive line, I mean, Betonio, Wyatt Teller, it's a very, very strong offensive line. That rookie, Jedrick Wills, has played really well. So, of course, I'm leaving out Baker in all of this. But I think that this is why I don't think the Browns are yet there as a major contender, because I don't think Baker's game has grown enough in this offense yet. I think that Baker is the quarterback that you're not asking to win games for you, you're just asking him not to make too many mistakes. you are asking him to manage the game properly, and I don't think there's any shame in that.
3: On the side, not every of,
1: quarterback needs to be, you know, Peyton Manning in his heyday, or yes. Tom Brady or Drew Brees. You know, sometimes it's just about managing the game. You don't have to be Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson.
3: On, on the side of, uh, Baker again, Jason thinks they, he's of the belief that Baker is due, not for a big game. Oh yeah, for a big game. Yeah. But, but he's due for a big turnover game. Yes. Is this the, the tendencies you see with Baker where they're reeling, 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 got him in, in the fold and bam, he drops the ball because he's actually been solid as of late. Is that something that he's turned the corner on that or is just like, nah, you're going back to the old you at some point, like just like Tebow. Yeah, you, your throw motion looks good, but let me put you in the fire real quick and see how you throw right now. Is that what, what we can expect from him moving forward?
1: I, I think that that has a lot to do with what the defense is. And you tell me, has Tennessee's pass rush gotten any better since the last time we saw them? A
2: little bit, yeah. Not significantly, though. That's what Aditi, <laughs> said, Aditi's wanting bit. the other answer. That's why she got quiet. She's like, what are you talking about, Ramon? A little bit.
1: No, no, no. no. I mean, you know much more up close. I mean, I'll be honest, it's not like I've watched every snap of what the Titans do, but I do think that this is one area of growth. You know, quarterbacks are judged for so many things, and it's easy to look at, that, look at their stats or look at their numbers and make an assessment that way. Yeah. But I think an area of growth that's a little bit harder to assess with Baker is that he's not trying to take what's not there, he's not trying to do too much, and he's not making as many unforced errors. And so if you're telling me that he faces a ball-hawking, aggressive, dynamic defense, one like, quite frankly, the Pittsburgh Steelers or even the Baltimore Ravens, then we could see him making errors, but those aren't necessarily unforced errors. Is Tennessee there right now? Can Tennessee make him make errors? I don't know. He's playing smart football. Again, credit to his coach. He's a very smart, heady, consistent, steady, you know, doesn't go wild sort of guy I mean that's kind of how he's running his offense right now and that's how Baker is running the offense and it's again it's not a knock you know like it's, it's funny how people um, you know sometimes talk about a Tannehill or a Mayfield or even a Roethlisberger this year yeah. um, you know as, as if a game manager mm-hmm. is necessarily a bad thing right. but I mean you know right like sometimes isn't that just more than enough it like, is. let all 11 guys do their job yep and put us in the right position.
2: Oh, yeah. Jason? Henry or Chubb? That's Ooh. been the discussion we've had all week long. We've, we've, had, we've had a number of folks on to talk about this issue. I think the answer is you'll take whichever one the other guy doesn't want. But if you could only have one, who and why?
1: I don't, I don't, you know what? So, what I was saying about personality before, as a reporter, I don't love Nick Chubb's personality as a person, as a football fan. If I was a football coach, I love Nick Chubb's personality, you know, like the, and what I mean by that is as a reporter, you love the guys that are really gregarious that talk, that have this really beautiful, engaging smile. Derek Henry's got this great smile. Nick Chubb, I've seen smile like twice in his life, you know, like, so, but I don't know. I don't know Derek Henry well enough to say, I think it's a push. You know, I, I look at both of them, and I could say, okay, well, this one as a pass blocker, and this one as a pass catcher, and this one in the open field, but this one's size, and this one's, you know, demeanor. But then again, this one's demeanor—I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you have to say Derrick Henry because you live there, and your listeners would revolt if you didn't?
2: No, because we're paid, hopefully, to say the things that are true. Honest, right? <laughs> we are paid, hopefully, to be authentic. Uh, I think okay, so it,
1: then who would you take? Which one would you want?
2: Well, I mean, the argument for Nick Chubb is this, and you tell me whether or not you agree with this, Aditi. It is that with Nick Chubb, you can give him 12 to 15 carries a game and still have a lot more balance on your offense because with Derrick Henry, you have to build around him as the core of your earth. Like He's got to get that 25 carries a game because so much of his work is done in the second half via attrition when guys don't want to tackle him even more than they don't in the first quarter. So Chubb gives you more flexibility because he's still got home run threat potential, but with a lot less usage rate.
1: You know what, that, that's a really, really good point, and that's a very fair point. Because I remember when I was down in Tennessee, I remember down in Tennessee when the Steelers were there, that Eric Henry runs, not that Tennessee had the ball that much in the first half, but the same run that went for one yard or two yard in the first half suddenly was going for 13 mm-hmm. in the thir- late third quarter, fourth quarter. And I mean, you're right, that's exactly a back like that wears guys down. And that's how a strong power running game works. And, yeah, Nick doesn't necessarily need that. I mean, but I'd still give him the ball 25 times a game. (laughs) I mean, I really would. If I was was Alex Van Pelt, I'd give Chubb the ball 25 times. I'd give Hunt the ball 10. Jarvis Landry could have it maybe seven times. Use You know, Austin Hooper, the tight end, maybe five times, and we're good.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Who wins the game? we got like 30 seconds. Who, Who wins the game on Sunday?
1: I think it's hard to play in Tennessee. I do. Are fans allowed to g- still? Uh,
2: I think they, I think they haven't pulled back on that yeah, yet. Not just yet. There are so there are a few
3: under twenty thousand. No, think uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's definitely
1: under twenty. I don't know, but I might in this one. I might like Cleveland. I think they're due. I think they're due for a win against a quality team. I think they're sitting at eight and three and have a lot of confidence. They're getting Miles Garrett back, and you know it'll be an angry and ready Miles Garrett to show who he is on what's definitely a more high-profile stage against a really, really good team. And, you know, the losses have come in very ugly fashion to the Steelers and Ravens and in very close fashion to the Raiders. I think the Browns are due for a big win. And I think their defense a week ago had really a tremendous performance without Miles Garrett. Olivier Vernon is healthy. I think that's a significant thing. Yeah, I think I like the Browns in this one. Be Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, well, but I don't live down there, so it's okay, right? I'm allowed to do that, and people won't Twitter get lives
2: me. everywhere, Aditi. Twitter. Enjoy your
1: mentions for the next few hours. I <laughs> oh, Seriously, right?
3: <laughs> yes, indeed. Aditi, thank you again. You're an auntie of
2: the show now, so you're family.
1: Oh, I love it. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. No appreciate it. Problem. That's thank
2: Aditi Kinkabwala. She's taking the Browns. I just can't, I just can't wait to see Twitter over the next five Me to 10 either. minutes or so. She, she's we still crazy. got, we still got, we still got our weekly 7-3. We, we got do. our Power Rangers. We ring. got, we got all sorts of stuff still right still now. Got, scout the offense still a little bit more. Quiet. Break. No, Absolutely. Break not. We're At J. Martin Ramon on Twitter, 1045 the zone. <laughs>
3: Mike Keith coming up next. Just kidding, man. that's tomorrow. Too I thought we were a little too premature furious. with that one. Oh,
1: you DD in the pauses
2: hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you trying to get in like two or three different times.
3: Yeah, and she she stopped and then she kept talking, so it's like she, she was starting. waiting, which is something you've told me about. Those like, mom, give a couple pauses. I was waiting on her pauses and. Nothing. Well, she kind of got us both. I was but I didn't I, actually make noise. I wasn't finished. I wasn't, fin- mm. I, I wasn't <laughs> finished talking just then. Yeah,
2: she got you. <laughs> got you. Thought I was going to talk and I inhaled. Nope. I was ready to talk anyway. The way that works. <laughs>
3: <laughs> pew, pew.
2: People commenting on the DD. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen. With you the, called it. Soon yeah, as she hung I up. I called it. Soon as she hung up. The butthurt is real. Mm. Y'all. Just because somebody else has a different informed opinion, Mm -hmm. come on now. It's also just an opinion. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything.
3: It's life. If it's on Twitter, guys, it's it's like old Facebook. If I put we're in a relationship on Facebook, that's that. That's what Twitter is. What? You
2: don't remember when the old Facebook was? No, I know how that works, but what are you talking about?
3: Jason, you just you lost it. Now you're just looking for a reason to try to get back. Come on, stop that. Roll tree, man. Stop that. Roll tree.
2: Stop that. You're, you're better. I told Abby yesterday, I was so disappointed nobody picked up on my joke, and she's like, it "Just it wasn't that good." It's because it wasn't that <laughs> yeah, funny, Jason. It's like, yes, should. it is.
3: I hope all the. But the thing is, the two two life. of my
2: favorite words in the English language that always make me laugh. I like sometimes just get into a laughing fit from the word "roll" when it said. What? When it's like roll with bread for some reason it gets me, and the word poultry also gets me. So I've mixed them together. It's kind of an inside joke that I made real, but the whole point was to try and get some internet degenerate. To create a meme of like a chicken with breaded or with like a roll body, like chicken head, a yeast roll, feet, yeah, feathers. It's just, it's not that funny.
3: Play the dumpster fire thing about that thought.
0: I've never seen a dumpster fire like this.
3: That's what that thought was right there. You could have just kept that one. That was, uh, boneless. <laughs> yeah, it was boneless. No backbone. But I'm with it. We'll see if we can find somebody that can do it for us.
2: No, it's all right. I'm not not begging <laughs> Not begging for it. Now I don't want it. Uh, no. Now I don't want it. Don't let us kill your joy, man. No. Come on. The Browns are due for a big win, was Dee's comment
3: there. The fact that she's saying a big win. That's a lot of respect for this Titans team, though. Well, dude, they're third
2: in the AFC. It is a pretty big win.
3: I mean, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. That's very... Very, very commendable.
2: We have our weekly seven three, but we don't have seven three minutes to do the no. weekly seven three. Let me right do now. my
3: offensive rundown of the Browns before we get Ian Eagle on and Andy. Too,
2: wow! By the way, you're trying to
3: get that offensive rundown in two minutes. Absolutely, I got this. This is easy. It's not a whole lot. It's real self self explanatory. All right, key players for the Browns I'll offense. and the Mike while you do this. I you wish know. you would. I cannot wait to just make fart sounds anytime uh, you say something next. Uh, Jarvis Landry. Of course, we know who he is. JC Tretter, NC, NFLPA president. By the way, starting center is the guy that really makes it goes for them up front. Okay. Got a reunion coming back to Nashville. Jack Conklin. Man, he's actually been playing really good. He played well here. I love his kick set. It's unconventional and it works. I love it. Austin Hooper, stud tight end, Baker Mayfield. Of course, he is who he is. Nick, uh, Nick Chubb, of course, and Kareem Hunt. Right now, they're averaging 20, 24.1 points per game, plus them at 18, 355 yards per game, 18th. on third down, ranks him 20th and five yards per rush, ranks him number two in the league right now. Right now, Baker, 61.2% completion rate, 2,100 yards uh, passing. He's 17 touchdowns, seven interception. Nick Chubb, this is the most dynamic thing, which is the biggest thing that we have to go on this year. I can't wait till I get you back, okay? Uh, Nick Chubb, 719 rushing yards this year. Also, Kareem Hunt, 706 rushing yards this year. If anything, that is the biggest thing they have to do this this weekend is stop that running charge because you stop one, the other one's coming in too. They've also given up seventeen sacks on the year. Not bad for our offensive lineman with a rookie left tackle uh in the game. Solid, solid team also. As she said, this will be a big uh to me it's a big
2: game. Gotta make it happen. I was looking for I was looking for Oscar play play you all stage music. Like while you're trying to thank your family.
3: Wrap it up. You'd have been better off playing that one, the Chappelle, the wrap it up. So, yeah, big, big game this Sunday, to say the least. Everybody, we got to go to a break right now. Coming up at the top of the next hour, (laughs) we have Iron Eagle of NFL on CBS. We also have Andy Staple of The Athletic. We're going to be talking about Aditi and everything else that happened Call in if you have to. Probably won't have much time to do it. Everybody, we appreciate <laughs> you listening to
2: us. You're listening to J-Martin Ramon. so you can sit on O because we're not actually going to take your yes, call. Yes,
3: indeed, baby. Tweet us, add us. Don't matter. Just get in contact with add us if you have your say on our say. Hey, look at you. I'm J-Martin Ramon on 104.5. Shafe, take us a break. To a tag of Leoa, QB Alabama.